0: They were astounded beyond measure. The phrase is attempting to convey to us the reaction of the crowds to Jesus's miracle in today's gospel. They weren't just amazed by it. It didn't just cause a, wow, that's a neat thing that just happened. It couldn't be measured. It was so awe-inspiring it was so life-giving that the words, almost, they, they almost don't satisfy to express the reaction of the crowds to the greatness of this miracle in today's gospel. And what I want to focus on today is the closeness of God to us. And to do that, I want to show why this miracle really is amazing. You know, we, when we hear these miracle stories, you know, when we've been coming to church for years, they kind of go in one ear and out the other, and we can lose the specialness of what's happened here, the uniqueness of the situation, the amazement of the miracles. We talked about this a few weeks ago when we were talking about the miracles of the loaves and fishes in John's gospel in chapter 6 and how the crowds left everything because of what he did with the, what I call the multi-location of the loaves. It was so amazing, they had to leave everything. This man did something that fed them in ways, and they wanted more. And something similar happens really with all the miracle stories. And so it's always important to pause with them, pay attention to the words, see what's happening here, we hear that today, that to Jesus is brought a man who was deaf and who had an impediment in his speech, or who was mute, in other words. He was mute. He couldn't speak. He couldn't hear. And they begged him to lay his hands on him, just to touch him, essentially, bring new life to this man. But Jesus doesn't actually quite fulfill what they want. We see first that he takes him aside in private, away from the crowd, probably just him and a few of his, the friends who brought him to, maybe the disciples too. But then Jesus does something really weird, and it, re- it really should make us think, why is he doing this? He put his fingers in his ear, the man's ears, and then he, and then he spat on his fingers and touched his tongue seems weird doesn't it it might cause us to think why in god's good name is jesus doing this there's a bunch of reasons for it but the first thing is to know it's it's showing us that god's healing is not just something that's a, a snap of the fingers it's not now jesus can and he does it a couple times he says a word and that's sufficient but it's not the only place in the Gospels. There's a man who's blind, and Jesus puts, again, saliva on his fingers. He rubs his, the guy's eyes, and he sees a bit more. He rubs them again. He sees a bit more, and he rubs again, and he finally sees perfectly. It's something about the physicalness of the miracles that is so important. And the spitting is actually a really important thing in, in, in Latin. Uh, you know, we use, we, we're spitting saliva, right? And the root of that word is salve, salve, salvation. It's, it's something that heals, brings new life. So what do we do if a kid gets a cut? You lick the thumb, you put it over the cut, right? Because there is, there is a bit of a healing p- part to, to human saliva. And we do that kind of naturally. So really what Jesus does isn't weird. It's meant to be a sign that the, 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 the saliva, if you will, the Savior brings salve. It brings healing. It brings salvation. It brings life. Then he looks up to heaven and he sighs. I didn't really, I kind of went over that word last night, and as I said that word in the gospel, it really hit me. He sighed. Where else does Jesus sigh in the gospel? On the cross, he sighs and gives up his spirit. We see first then the connection. Jesus' miracles are always connected to the cross. The cross is the source of healing and of salvation, it's the root of it all. It's meant to point to them, and when we focus only on them and forget the cross, we're missing the point, which is why Jesus orders them to tell no one. Not because he doesn't want this good news to spread, but he doesn't want it to get misinterpreted. He's not just a healer of body. Rather, he is the savior of the body and the soul. He's trying to bring new life to the whole of the person. And this is what he does for us, too. It's, I, I am always struck by this gospel, and the same with the one with the man who's blind, where he's rubbing his eyes, of that touching element of it all. Essentially, where's the wound? I want to touch it. Where's the pain? I want to actually and really bring life there. I want to bring healing there. We often forget, if you will, the physicalness of our faith. We forget the sacramentality of it all. How, yes, it's a spiritual thing, but it's also a physical thing. It's, we, we profess it at the creed. I believe in the resurrection of the body as well. It's not just to save the soul, it's to save the body as well. God wants to save everything, everything. He wants to bring life to all. And this closeness, if you will, the the, the touching element and that closeness of Jesus in today's gospel, where he touches, where the man suffers to bring him life, is precisely why he gives us the sacraments. It's the very reason behind them. We, we struggle to understand the purpose of sacraments. And I know maybe not for this crowd, but especially for younger generations, the idea of sacrament that God could use physical things to communicate spiritual realities is so foreign to a young person's mind today. I don't want to address that problem, but... There's, there's a lot that hinders us from seeing why God uses material things to communicate himself to us. But it's essential. He made us body and soul. And I know I've mentioned this before, but you know we don't, we don't communicate with each other by thoughts, right? We're not telepaths. It's not a direct knowledge. It never is. It's always communicated through something. You, you know what's on my mind right now with regards to the gospel because I'm speaking words to you. I'm communicating what's in my mind through something physical. Sound waves, right? My voice box is creating sound waves for you to hear and communicate to you what I have going on in my mind. That's sacrament. Something physical commutes something, communicates something invisible and spiritual and that they're not divided against each other, but they're quite actually united to each other. God made us this way. And if he made us this way, he's go- he knows he needs to communicate to us this way. He knows we need physical things to experience and to encounter him and to be close to him. It's, our relationship with Jesus is not just A spiritual thing where I just experience him in my soul. It's also something physical. He wants to touch the whole of ourselves. Body and soul. And it's for this reason he gives us the sacraments. With baptism. Yes, he washes the body with water. And it's a sign of something that's really happening, that he is washing the body and the soul in his cross and resurrection, uniting us to him in a new way. In confirmation, oil and the words the bishop or priest communicate be sealed with the Holy Spirit. It is God's closeness to us to communicate to us through these things that the Holy Spirit has been stirred and brought to life in us. We've spent six weeks talking about the Eucharist, so I don't really need to go too much into that, but that closeness of God that he feeds us with himself. In the sacrament of confession, we speak the words. You know, it's, been, it's interesting. They've done psychological studies on this, on the, on the, this, the psychological value of kind of unloading your burdens God knew that when he instituted the sacrament. And to hear the words, your sins are forgiven. You'd be amazed how often people will have a tear when they they hear those words. When they recognize God through the priest is communicating his forgiveness. In the sacrament of marriage, God's love is communicated to the spouses through each other. That's why it's a sacrament. Husbands in your body and soul are community, communicating Christ's love to your wives. Wives through your body and soul, you're communicating the church's love to your husbands. It's a beautiful and amazing thing. Holy orders, it's to make Christ present through the priest. In the sacrament of the sick, to bring healing and life. In all of the sacraments, He's trying to show his closeness to us. And we see that it's always a touch. He wants to touch not just the soul, but the body as well. It's essential to being a Christian. If Jesus did this 2,000 years ago with different random people around Jerusalem and Israel, he wants to do the same for us today. He continues to show his closeness to us through the sacraments. It's his way of touching us, body and soul, to bring healing and to bring salve, life, salvation, new living. All the sacraments do this. The sacraments are participation in the mysteries of Jesus's life. They are grace. That's what grace is. It's encountering in a real, though mysterious and veiled way, the mysteries of Jesus's life. They are made present to us today. It's why I kind of scratch my head when people say, oh, oh, I don't want to go to confession. I'm too afraid. Why? (laughs) Okay, maybe you've had a bad experience with a priest. I can get that a little bit. But, Grace is there. The forgiveness Jesus offers from the cross is there. I don't want to go to Mass every Sunday. Why not? He's here, wanting to show his closeness to us. I don't want the priest to come until I'm absolutely at the end of my life to get the sacrament of the sick, because otherwise he's... I've heard this before, and I know I've mentioned it. If the priest comes at the, when I'm sick, it brings death. You would be surprised... How many people think this? No, I bring grace, I bring life, I bring Jesus' salvation through the healing of the sacrament. The sacrament of the sick is that place where he draws us close to him in our suffering, to the suffering of his cross, to share specially in his saving mission through the cross. The sacraments are all encounters with grace. They are encounters with life. Why would we not want them? They are the quickest means to growing in intimacy with Jesus. If we struggle with saying, well, I I have a hard time getting to know Jesus. I have a hard time finding him. Going to confession, coming to mass, going to adoration, these touching with the sacraments is the place to begin because it's the most immediate way we can encounter him. Kind of just a story to wrap this up to kind of bring some of this to reality. I don't think I've mentioned this story here before, so um, it's with regards to the sacrament of the sick. And if I did, you can tell me after Mass. <laughs> no one told me yesterday, so I think I'm good. When I was at the cathedral, I, we had a man who had a heart attack and uh, got a bit better. He was released from hospital. And then he, had, he was supposed to go in for, I think it was quadruple bypass surgery. And so he wanted me to anoint him before he went in for his tests so they could map his heart and everything. So he came to see me. I, I anoint him with the saccharine of the sick and he goes his way, right? A few weeks later, I get a phone call from him. He says, I want to take you for lunch. Sure, great. Let's go for lunch. Let's have a chat. So we're chatting away. And then he... He kind of stops me and he says, "I need to tell you something." The day you anoint, the day before I went in for my kind of um, mapping um, procedure, you, when you anointed me that night, I was sitting on my bed praying, and I felt a drop in my heart. It was the weirdest thing; it's just like a drop. I didn't know what to make of it. Kind of went, came and went, but it felt really weird. Went in the next day, and they start putting the things in, and they have the machine going to, uh, with the dyes and everything. And he, uh, the doctor's standing there, and he's doing his thing, and he gets the little puzzled look on his face. He goes out of the room, and he gets on the phone, and then like three other doctors come into the room, and they're all looking at the screens and making signs like, I don't know, like, I don't know what's going on. And he comes back, takes everything out, And he says, do you believe in God? To the man who was getting the procedure. He goes, oh yes, actually I have a very deep faith. He goes, well I'm no theologian. And I'm just a doctor and that's all I know. But your heart's healed. Your heart's healed. He goes, what? (laughs) It's like a new heart. I don't know what to make of it. I can't explain it, but the word I would use is miracle." And he shared that story with me. It was a totally ordinary sacrament of the healing, nothing special, because it's not about the priest, it's about the sacrament and Christ working through it, bringing us life and salvation. He wants to share and to touch us with those miracles again. He wants to give us salve and life. And he wants to touch us through the sacraments. So as we continue this Eucharist today, let's ask him and beg him, Lord, touch me. Touch my deafness. Here is my wounds. Here is my sorrow. Here's where the biggest wounds of my heart, whatever it may be, as I receive you, come into that wound. Give me life. Touch me with your salve. So that I may know the salvation, life, and freedom that you bring.